Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Best of Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, here we go, live on a Friday in Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening or watching. iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, FS1. Carson Palmer in an hour. My AFC Championship pick in an hour. My NFC Championship pick in an hour. Red Hot Jason McIntyre. Did you go undefeated last week? I did, yes. Wow. Great, great weekend. This weekend's a little dicier. A lot dicier. (laughs) I do like the tagline I see on the screen right now. Got me very excited. Come to the dark side, cowherd. All right. (laughs) So I was thinking about this. Uh, Brady Manning kind of came out of nowhere, right? I mean, Peyton Manning was great in high school, great in college, number one pick. Big Ben looked the part. A lot of people thought it was going to be Big Ben, and it be Peyton Manning, and here came Brady. Um, And now it's interesting. A lot of us assumed... It was going to be Mahomes and Josh Allen about two years ago, right? And suddenly, and it's really clear, it's become Mahomes and Joe Burrow. Efficient, accurate, don't make the mistakes, clutch, great situationally. So three quarterbacks, Big Ben, Cam Newton, and Josh Allen, came into this league, and it was jaw-dropping. Big, strong, physical, running over defensive players, running past defensive players. Big Ben, Cam, Josh Allen. All three got defensive coaches. And I would argue at the very end, Cam Newton still had bad mechanics. Josh Allen's regressing with a defensive coach. And Big Ben, never great with details. Mahomes... Mahomes was wild in college, erratic. Andy Reid cleaned him up. Joe Burrow, early in his NFL career, a lot of picks. Zach Taylor polished him. An offensive head coach can't make you any more talented. But what they can do 
is scheme some layups, sandpaper, refine. Frank Reich did that with Carson Wentz and Phillip Rivers. And Andrew Luck had his most efficient year with Frank Reich. That's why he's a good coach for Carolina. That's what he does as a former NFL quarterback, the offensive coach. Why did teams pass on Brock Purdy? Do you think Brock Purdy would be this successful with a defensive coach? Because Justin Fields is far more talented. He got a defensive coach. Zach Wilson, far more talented. He got a defensive coach. But yet Brock Purdy came into the NFL. And the knock was, he's, a lot, he's erratic. I heard that a lot. I went and looked up his pro scouting. Say, he's erratic. He's wild. And then he got Kyle Shanahan. And Kyle Shanahan cleaned him up. In the last three Super Bowls, we've had six head coaches. All offensive. There's four left. All offensive. You could be a car salesman, run a Mercedes dealership. You sell cars. You know cars in and out. You could also do classic cars. And eventually you'd sell cars too. And both are in the automotive industry. But there's a difference between how much they really know about cars. Look at the coaches in the last five or six Super Bowls. It's Doug Peterson. It's Sean McVay. It was Bruce Arians. It's Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. Four offensive coaches have won the last five Super Bowls. So as quarterback becomes more essential to the sport, and it is for safety reasons, they've cleaned up the sport. The people who can take these gems, seventh rounders like Brock Purdy, second rounders like Jalen Hurts, superstar talent like Mahomes, at the end of a season, more efficient, better situationally. I mean, you look at you look at Brian Dable did. He didn't make Daniel Jones more talented. He cleaned up the interceptions and fumbles. He made him more accurate, leaned into his run game, got him to win a playoff game. And so we thought, a lot of us thought Big Ben was going to end up in more Super Bowls. Cam was going to be greater. Josh Allen was the future. But all of them, in the end, I never felt like they could kind of clean up a lot of their situational stuff, their mechanics. They made too many mistakes, not great in the details. And now that's what we have, Mahomes and Burrow, where you get the greatness without, without the longer they're in this league, you get the greatness without the mistakes. Mahomes this week talked about the matchup with Burrow and the Bengals. We have a lot of great offensive minds and uh, on our side of, on offense, and we're going to make sure we're going to try to throw different pitches at them, and they'll do the same to us and to all their defensive coaches and defensive players that they have. And so uh, it becomes a, a great matchup between two great teams, um, and that's what you want in the AFC Championship. All right, so I saw this yesterday. Um, big headlines. Nathaniel Hackett gets hired by the Jets. And so the big headline here, according to a league source, uh, they want Aaron Rodgers. That's the only reason they did it. So it's, it's the classic Hail Mary. Now, if Zach Wilson could play, everybody would be fine. Robert Sala's job would be safe. Um, you know, the GM, Joe Douglas, nobody would talk about the left tackle and the quarterback he whiffed on. But if you whiff on the number two pick in the draft and it's a quarterback, it sets off a chain of events and there's desperation. And so this feels so Jets to me. It feels very panicky and very desperate. And the truth is, 
Whenever you're in crisis, it can be at home in your marriage, it could be in your business, it could be with your football team. What you have to do is lean into what you're good at. The Jets are actually close. Belichick and the Patriots are increasingly dysfunctional. Miami's got weapons, but Tua increasingly can't stay healthy. Josh Allen and that rigid defensive system is regressing. And the Jets have all sorts of really good young players, and most are cheap. They're not that far away. So why throw a Hail Mary? Do you know how many Hail Marys are completed in the NFL on the average year? Two. And it's the same in business. This is why Aaron Rodgers doesn't fit. He's expensive. You'll have to make some decisions. He's prickly. He's semi-committed. He doesn't have any interest in working with young players and being a mentor and teaching them the game. You know what works here? A double. Jimmy Garoppolo. Everybody loves him. Knows the West Coast system. Get him reasonably priced. Don't have to give anything up. He likes young guys. Everybody likes him. Hail Marys don't work on the field, and they don't work in business. Lean into what you're good at. What are the Jets good at? Good defense, tough culture, and when Brees Hall comes back, good run game. Find a left tackle, sign Jimmy, doubles. I'll give you a prime example of this, this Hail Mary nonsense. The New York Giants, they had a mess on their hands. Bad roster, Kenny Galladay contract, Daniel Jones was a whiff. The Giants didn't panic. They got an offensive coach. They leaned into, this is what you do in crisis, they leaned into what they were good at. Good defensive front. They strengthened it. Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, They leaned into Saquon Barkley, got him healthy and a lot of touches. And they cleaned up with an offensive coach. They cleaned up Daniel Jones, the best version of him. And panic. They weren't a Super Bowl team. And think they were a Super Bowl team. They wanted to right the ship. Giants cross town did a really good job. Nobody thinks they're a Super Bowl team now. And they may never be with Daniel Jones, but they didn't panic. Take the Pittsburgh Steelers, another very good blue blood organization. Big Ben leaves. They didn't panic. They said, let's go get Mitch Trubisky. Let's draft a quarterback, see where he falls. It's Kenny Pickett. What did they lean into? What are the Steelers? They lean into defense. They lean into Mike Tomlin. They lean into their tough culture. They lean into the front office. And then slowly but surely, they they didn't panic. They brought Kenny Pickett in after a few games. He's going to make some mistakes. Kept the game plan pretty simple. And what did they do? Seven and two down the stretch? They didn't panic. The Giants didn't panic. They got better at the end of the year. They took Daniel to a place that may be the ceiling. Kenny Pickett, they didn't panic. They leaned into what they do well. There's so much dysfunction in this league. I mean, the Steelers look around. Lamar Jackson didn't want to play or he was hurt or nobody knows what. Cleveland's Cleveland. All of a sudden, you look around and you're like, next to Cincinnati, we're playing the best football in the division. The Giants look around, and Washington's dysfunctional, and Dallas has some dysfunction, and Giants looking around at the end of the year, and they're like, we're playing some of the best football in the division. The Jets, this feels like a Hail Mary. You're not a Super Bowl team. You're not a Super Bowl team. Lean into what you're good at, okay? Tough. Get that star running back back. 
Go get a left tackle. Play real defense. You're closer than you think. Just go hit a double. Jimmy G's a West Coast offense guy. I wouldn't have hired Hackett, but now he's in the building. He can do the West Coast offense thing. Aaron Rodgers is a Hail Mary. He'd come in. You don't know if he's committed offseason. You got a bunch of kid-wide receivers and running backs. That's not Aaron's DNA. By the way, it's not Tom Brady's DNA. He wanted Leonard Fournette. He wanted Gronk. He wanted A.B. These old quarterbacks don't want to deal with kids. Here's Robert Sala on the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett. Um, you know, one of the great strengths is that he is a West Coast uh, offense, uh, West Coast uh, uh, guy with regards to scheme. So there's going to be some continuity there. Uh, he's got a proven history of being able to develop a heck of a run game uh, in every stop that he's ever been in. Um, he's got he's got a proven track record of tremendous relationships with all the quarterbacks that he's ever worked with, and he's gotten great great had had success with all the quarterbacks that he's worked with. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that, but the point being, Giants. Steelers, I don't think either one thought with Daniel Jones or Kenny Pickett they were a Super Bowl team. Lean into what we're good in. There's so much dysfunction in this league. If you can just do the best version of you, don't panic. Hit a bunch of doubles. Every division has got a tire fire. Some divisions by the end of the year, New England now's a bit of a tire fire. Defensive coordinator, offensive coach, more leaks than the Trump White House. Jets, take a deep breath. Miami's got a Tua issue. New England's got a dysfunctional issue. Buffalo's got a this thing's regressing issue. Young, cheap talent. Get a left tackle. Get Jimmy G. Lean into you. Take a deep breath. It's amazing in this league. If you don't panic, if you don't go crazy, you're going to find your way to success. Jets are not that far off. Hail Marys don't work on the field. They don't work in business either. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. This drives Dallas Cowboy uh, fans crazy, of course. But uh, Jerry Jones pledging his loyalty and allegiance to Mike McCarthy. Here's what the coach said about his future in Big D. As far as my relationship with Jerry, I, you know, um, just using his word, we're, 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 in a, we're in an excellent spot. You know, he's uh, the partnership that we have, he's, he's excited about. Um, he told me a number of times this, you know, this week that he wants me to coach here as long as Coach Landry did. And I said, okay, you know, that's it's a long time. I feel really good about uh, our relationships. I think our, our ability to discuss and disagree is, um, is we, we do a good job of that. By the way, I do not think Mike McCarthy is one of the Cowboys' two biggest problems. I think the number one problem is Jerry Jones is, um, you know, the GM, has control of personnel, falls in love with players like Jalen Smith or Zeke and pays them too early, or Dak. That's the number one issue. It's a dysfunctional front office. Number two, Dak is solid, but he's paid like Mahomes. Uh, so you have to get rid of Amari Cooper. Mahomes can get rid of. Tyreek Hill, and still be the best quarterback in the league. B quarterbacks can't lose their top receiver. You see the issues. Now Dalton Schultz will be on his way, I presume. Suddenly B quarterbacks forced to make more plays. Dak, the interceptions, and the mistakes go up. 
Dak's last two playoff games won. Last year, they scored 17 points, and Dak completed 53% of his throws. This year, they scored 12. He had two picks and a passer rating of 64. Um, as a quarterback, you get to blame one head coach, right? Aaron Rodgers. This is Mike McCarthy's fault. Now we look at Aaron and say, yeah, some of the issues are an Aaron issue. Dak Prescott, blame Jason Garrett. That's fans, media, Jason Garrett. And now we look at it and go, yeah, Dak's kind of limited. Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll took a lot of heat. Now we look in Denver. In one year, we see Russell Wilson differently. I remember when Jameis Winston came in. Ah, it's Dirk Cutter. It's Lovey Smith. And then he threw 33 picks. I think it's 33 picks with Bruce Arians. Get him out of here. Bring in Tom Brady. Every quarterback, the star quarterbacks, yeah, blame the first coach. Well, I don't think it's a coincidence that Mike McCarthy got to a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay now struggles more in the playoffs than they did with McCarthy when Aaron was in his prime. And he's got the Cowboys with Dak and Cooper Rush winning 12 games back-to-back. They have not done that since 1994 and 95. I do not think that is a coincidence. I don't always love Mike McCarthy's clock management. I didn't love Andy Reid's clock management forever in Philadelphia. He's gotten better at it. But you start looking. We're going to blame McCarthy for this. Joe Burrow took a bad O-line to the Super Bowl. Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill, rebuilt his own line ends up in the AFC Championship. Once you pay a quarterback what you're paying Dak, you got to get rid of people. You're going to have flaws. You're going to be vulnerable. The stars can overcome it. Dak can't. McCarthy had no say on that. McCarthy didn't pay him. McCarthy knew Jerry Jones, it was very clear and often reported, whoever was the coach had to deal with Dak because Jerry was going to pay him. That's not Mike McCarthy's issue. Zeke's contract. That was before Mike McCarthy got there. Jerry's the GM. There's nothing Mike McCarthy can do about that. I don't have to love everything about a coach, but we can't blame the coach. 12 wins, 12 wins, a Super Bowl. Aaron got to blame McCarthy for everything. Now Aaron's stuff is Aaron's stuff. Can't beat Jared Goff or Garoppolo at home. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 
Texas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So uh, it's speculation season on uh, Sean Payton. A lot of these jobs have not been filled yet because people are waiting for Sean Payton to make up their mind. Uh, Yesterday, Carolina, Sean Payton interviewed with them. Uh, They chose Frank Reich. I think it's a good hire. So there was a report yesterday by the Washington Post that said uh, actually that Sean Payton is really concerned about the Broncos' ownership. He likes Russell Wilson, though. Okay, that's the opposite of what – the truth is, uh, and, and Sean Payton called out the reporter. Uh, I had dinner with Sean, spent about four and a half, five hours with Sean. From the very beginning, the issues with Denver are not ownership. They're cap space. It's hard to win in this league if you don't have flexibility. And can he get Russell Wilson right? Because last year, Russell was very wrong. Um, and those are concerns. Cap space, cap flexibility, and Russell Wilson. Um, and I think he's rightly concerned with it. There's a disconnect so many Seahawks took shots at Russell when he left Seattle, and that's not common. Um, when Tom left New England, people weren't taking shots at him. That's not common. Generally, the quarterback you know, is fairly well-liked. When Garoppolo left the Patriots, guys loved him. If Garoppolo left the Niners tomorrow, he wouldn't have guys bad-mouthing him. So Russell had guys bad-mouthing him, and then you heard about the disconnect, his own chiropractor, his own this, his own that, his own office. So there's a real connection problem. And to prove this, if Russell Wilson came off a really solid year, 26 touchdowns, 7 picks, passer rating of 94, a solid year, not a great year, not as good as he was in Seattle, Sean Payton to be the coach tomorrow. He would deal with the lack of cap flexibility because he would have a good quarterback, a great defense. You can always get picks. You can figure out ways to get picks. You move a player to that you'll always get. And they're only going to deal with one more year uh, of, you know, cap or, or draft pick hell. Um, so the truth is Denver, Arizona, Carolina, Indy, Houston, in my opinion, would have all hired Sean Payton. All of them would have hired Sean Payton if they had the opportunity. Uh, Carolina found out Sean wasn't going to take it to the hired Frank Reich, but all of them have issues and Denver's weird because it's potentially the best job. If you can get Russell Wilson, right with that defense. And it's also potentially the worst of all of them. Cause then you're trapped paying your quarterback 55 million bucks. Your own line's bad. You can't go buy that. Got Mahomes twice a year, Herbert twice a year. And who knows if Brady shows up to the Raiders, you could have the fourth best quarterback. And I don't, I don't care how good a coach is. You can't win the division regularly with a fourth best quarterback. As it is right now, 
They have the third best quarterback with no chance to surpass Herbert or Mahomes. So I would pass on the job for that reason. I think if you even get Russell Wilson right, he's not as good as Mahomes or Herbert. So at best, you're going to have the third best quarterback in a division. And that's if you get it right. And there's no guarantee you're going to get it right. But uh, the stories that it's about ownership, let's be honest about ownership. There's three or four owners at any one time that meddle. Dan Snyder did. The old Al Davis did. Jim, Jim Ursay started meddling. By and large, most guys are closer to Robert Kraft. If you're winning, they stay out of it. Now, Kraft did dip into personnel. He told Belichick, you got to move Garoppolo. It ticked off uh, Belichick, but it was ticking off Brady worse that Garoppolo was drafted in the second round and was around, and so they got rid of him. Uh, and that, I believe, created a little bit of a rift, perhaps briefly, with Robert Kraft and Belichick. But there are no perfect owners. If you're winning, they're all pretty good. If you're losing, they're on your butt and they're a pain. That's not the issue I've been told. Spent five hours with him. The two issues are very clear and they're obvious. Cap flexibility is a problem. Everybody in the league knows it. And can I get Russell right? The reason I wouldn't take the job, again, because if you get Russell right, he's still not Mahomes or Herbert. So at best, you got the third best quarterback in the league. So there you go. Um, but I, I will say this, uh, uh, you know, generally there's job openings and then they're very quickly, you've got a coach. I think a lot of people are just waiting for Sean Payton. That, that is my guess. So here's another thing that's interesting this weekend. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't, we all kind of know Steve Smith is banging on scouts for Brock Purdy, but football, there's a lot of variables in football. Uh, I mean, uh, Terrell Davis ended up being a better pro back than he was a college back. Um, you know, for the longest time, you'd think it would be linear that, you know, you'd be a great high school quarterback. Then you'd go to like Ohio State and then you would go to the NFL. But how many great Ohio State quarterbacks have there been in the NFL? How many great USC quarterbacks? How many great Alabama quarterbacks? It just doesn't work that way. In fact, I've made the argument for years, um, toughness is an underrated underrated part of being an NFL quarterback. And there's an advantage playing in college with less talented people. You get dinged up more. You get hit more. You have to throw to smaller windows. I think it's a little bit of a disadvantage if you quarterback with five-star high school athletes and, and All-Americans in college. It's easier. The margins are much wider in college. So Brock Purdy played at Ohio State. He didn't have a bunch of NFLers in front of him. He didn't have a bunch of NFL first-round wide receivers. He had a good running back, but he didn't have a lot of stars around him. So therefore, you have to play in a lot of close games. You're often coming from behind. Uh, you're getting beat up a little in the pocket. That's called the NFL. So that's why you have so many quarterbacks. I mean, think about right now in the NFL, how many of uh, Josh Allen went to Wyoming Mahomes went to Texas Tech. Uh, Burrow had the transfer. Dak went to Mississippi State. Jalen Hurts had the transfer. A lot. I mean, you start looking around. Jared Goff went to Cal. That's a rugby power. That's not a football <laughs> power. Jared Goff got the you-know-what kicked out of him in college. So by the time he got to the NFL, he knew what it was like to quarterback in a muddy pocket, to have to play from behind, like to throw to guys that aren't NFL players. So there's a huge advantage. That's why quarterback's hard. There's a huge advantage to having Matt Ryan, Boston College, Drew Brees, Purdue, Big Ben, Miami of Ohio. You're not throwing to five-star athletes. We always say this about Mac Jones and Tua. Everybody's open at Alabama. Receivers are wide open. USC, when they got the, the right coach, Pete Carroll, Lincoln, Ronnie, wide receivers are wide open. Now, I think Caleb Williams will be good, but it's harder. 
But it is interesting. Just Brock Purdy has had 19 drives in the playoffs. Four touchdowns, eight field goals, five punts. Joe Burrows had 17. Four touchdowns, three field goals, five punts. Brock Purdy's pretty good. Now, now, now. We know there's some physical limitations. You'd like him to be about an inch and a half taller. You'd like him to have a little better arm. Um, you know, Burrow's a better, you know, Burrow's the better quarterback talent. You could also say, well, he's got really good weapons. So does Burrow. Well, I mean, he's got a really good coach. Well, Zach Taylor's pretty good too. So I think what's fascinating to me is if Brock Purdy, because with the Niners, if Brock Purdy, even if he loses this weekend, but he loses 27-26 and is kind of a gamer. The Niners defense gives up a late touchdown to Hurts, but he's kind of a gamer. It creates unbelievable clarity. Jimmy Garoppolo, see ya. Trey Lance, see ya. We'll get a draft pick. Bosa, we'll sign you to a long-term deal. There are a lot of worse things in the world going into the next three years with Brock Purdy, knowing you have a great GM, a great coach, a great owner, and a great roster. That's a lot of great. And Brock Purdy. So now, if he just unravels against Philadelphia, looks like a rookie, then all of a sudden you go back to lack of clarity for the Niners. We love everything about the Niners. It's the quarterback thing we've been wrestling with for three years. Sunday, he plays great, win or lose. They figured out that part of the jigsaw puzzle. Sign Bosa. I think winning in Philadelphia is going to create, you're going to have to go with him long term. That, you know how hard it is to go into Philadelphia? That, that is an unbelievable task this weekend. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis. And together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right. Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting 
betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I think these games are go-either-way games, but I do feel a little more strongly, a little more strongly, I think, uh, with the NFC, so here are my picks. 49ers at Eagles. Youngest quarterback matchup in conference championship history. Hurts, Jalen Hurts, 24, Brock Purdy, 23. I'm going to take the Eagles minus 2.5, and and here's why. They've got the better offensive line, number one in the league. Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey didn't allow a sack all year. That tells me that despite Bosa and Armstead, Hurts will have a little more of a comfortable pocket. Their defense is also number one up front and on the back end. Jalen Hurts, I know what he, I know what he gives me. Last 20 starts, 18 and two. He's going to complete 65 percent. Passer rating around 100. Very consistent numbers in his last 20 starts. I know exactly what I'm getting. Good teams, bad teams, doesn't matter. The Niners worry me. O-line could really struggle against the Eagles front. The Niners only scored one touchdown in their divisional round win against the Cowboys. They're giving up points as well. Nine red zone trips, only four touchdowns. Settling too often for field goals. And their defense has been vulnerable over the top. 13 40-plus yard plays this season, third most if you include the playoffs. I think the more comfortable, experienced quarterback at home wins a close game. 28-23 Philadelphia. I think they hit on a few more deep balls, big plays, but I think it's 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 uh, eye candy. It's a lot of fun to watch. Bengals at Chiefs. I'm going to take Bengals plus one and a half. It's a rematch of last year's AFC Championship. Bengals are on a 10-game winning streak and Burrow's on fire. 13 consecutive wins in December and January. 
The biggest star in the game on the perimeter, Bengals have him. Jamar Chase, nine touchdowns in his last nine games. In fact, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins have eaten the Chiefs up over 200 yards a game in their last three games against Kansas City. The Chiefs' defense is vulnerable in the back end. They allowed the most touchdown passes in the league this year. Remember, they had Ward. He's now a Niner. That's what happens when you pay your quarterback a fortune. Also, after suffering the injury, Mahomes did not complete a pass or have a pass attempt outside the pocket. Now, Mahomes, from outside the pocket, is the best quarterback in the league and maybe by a stretch. Number one in pass attempts, completions, and passing yards. But when you force him to stay in the pocket, he is still good. He is still really good. But he's not quite as spectacular. I'm going to go the big playability of Jamar Chase, the better back end. Nobody has a better second-half defense. Boy, the Bengals really tighten up the screws. I think it's a great game. I'll take points. Bengals 26, Kansas City 24. So I'm taking the favorites in the NFC, which is a battle of rosters, and I'm taking uh, the Bengals and the points in a battle of superstar quarterbacks and offensive coaches in the AFC. You were you were great last I, week. I, I don't I don't hate him. Um, I do have to ask you: Is the Brock Purdy rookie in conference championship game? Is all that stuff blown out of proportion? Rookies in conference championship games, zero and four straight up. Yeah. Mark Sanchez went to one; they got destroyed, I think, by yeah. the Colts. Um, how many career playoff wins does Brock Purdy have? Two. Yeah. Right. How many does Jalen Hurts have? One. One. So it's not like Jalen Hurts is the most experienced quarterback in the league. I know he had a great year. He was nearly the MVP. But you would you would acknowledge that over the last 20 starts, he has established himself as an elite quarterback, a top 10 quarterback. Uh, yes, yes, certainly. He's had a great season. But, Colin, this will be the toughest defense he's faced. And he's seen some very weak defenses heading into this matchup. The Giants, come on. The, the one thing that is interesting, and I, I just think it's interesting, is um, – the chess match, Nick Sirianni. So Nick Sirianni couldn't win with a very capable backup. Kyle Shanahan is 7-0 and with a third-string quarterback. So this is not a shot at Sirianni. If this game gets close, it's late, it's, it's, it's a chess match. Shanahan is arguably the best halftime adjustment guy in the league. Cincinnati's arguably the best defense defensive adjustment team in the league. And so, you know, one of them I like. Listen, I, I like all four of these teams. I think all four have an offensive identity. And when we watched Buffalo last week, this has been my knock on the Chargers. They're calling plays. I don't sense an identity. I don't see the mesh of run game, pass game. These four all have an identity. And I think it's not just good quarterbacks. Uh, it's not just good rosters. Uh, it's not just offensive coaches. But I do think offensive coaches have the ability to cinch up things, mesh things better. It's like I said earlier, you can be a car salesman or you can sell classic cars. You're both selling cars, but there's a refinement mm -hmm. uh, ability on one of the people and the other person's more of a salesman. They're both selling cars, yeah. but the classic car guy can take things, sandpaper, refine, clean up. And that's what I feel these, you know, I... I that's what Kyle Shanahan does. Right. Now, which, by the way, concerns me about Trey Lance. So he, he, he got Purdy here and Garoppolo. So if the Trey Lance thing, like they put their hands in the air, if he, I mean, he, 
He got Matt Schaub to a Pro Bowl. Matt Ryan's the MVP. Matt make- Ryan came within minutes of winning a Super Bowl. So Shanahan's really different. Can I ask you, who has the advantage, Eagles offense or the Niners defense? And I do ask that because Shane Steichen has been incredible for the Eagles as the offensive coordinator. He's not getting a lot of looks for head coaching jobs. D'Amico Ryan's, I think, remember he had four interviews lined up last week, had to cancel two of them. Are, Are we undervaluing this Niners defense? Because last week we saw Wink Martindale of the Giants. We're going to blitz. We're going to blitz. Leave guys on an island against A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. What do they do on the first play of the game? Devontae Smith 40 yards down the field. Niners are not doing that. They're playing a lot of zone. They've got that great safety, Mufunga, who is, you don't know if he's in the box. He's on the back end. Is he covering a tight end? Is yeah. he covering a running? Like, he's all over the place. I, I, this 49ers defense, I just I don't see a lot of success for the Eagles offense. Okay. Uh, maybe 20 points. Maybe. Wow. It's going to be low score. I feel like this is low score. Well, the Niners defense has a pro bowler in every unit and Hall of Famers in some. Want more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Let's talk to Carson Palmer, former Pro Bowl quarterback, 15 years in the league. Carson, go back to your career. Tell me the best deep because I think this Niners defense with a hard cap, it's really hard to create this. I mean, it's just dudes. I mean, two good linebackers, two good safeties. What's the best defense you ever faced? Uh, it's a toss-up between the the Baltimore Ravens with with Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, and that whole crew. And that dynasty that, that Pittsburgh built, that was all defense when you look back at, at the studs they had on the back end on the defensive line at the linebacker core in in the mid-2000s. Those were two of the dominant defenses. So, Carson, you were a great quarterback, and Jalen Hurts is emerging as one. What did those defenses force you to do that that you didn't have to do on most Sundays? Well, they sat back and and forced us to run the ball. We, We were a passing offense when I was playing against those two offenses or those two defenses, and they sat back in, in two high looks and, and had two high safeties and really forced you to run the ball. And I think that's what they, they might have to do this weekend. That running game needs to get going. Um, but sitting back and not letting the, the offensive players get on your back end and run over the top of your backside of your defense is really, really important this weekend. Are you shocked? And, and again, you were a Heisman winner, a number one pick. Uh, and I've said this before. You looked and played like a number one pick. Um, and, and there are those, uh, Peyton Manning, big, good arm, legacy, talent. Um, but this league is full of guys who went to North Carolina state, Miami of Ohio. Um, I mean, that's the history. Uh, what do you make of Brock Purdy? It could be lightning in a bottle. Is it lasting? Is it, you know, I don't know an answer. What, what do you make of it? I think it comes crashing down this weekend for Brock, and he's had an unbelievable run, as, as everybody's witnessed. But And you guys were just talking about Kyle Shanahan and the brilliance of Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan gives your receivers cushion. He gives your receivers and your tight ends separation. And when you have to throw tight balls into tight windows against really good coverage, like I think we're going to see Philly play this, this weekend on the yeah. back end, makes it really, really hard. And at the end of the day, you, you hate to say it because – Everybody says, well, Tom Brady was a six-round pick. Brock Purdy was a seventh-round pick for a reason. And I think we're going to see a little bit of weather. It sounds like there might be some wind in Philly this weekend. So there's been some throws I've seen this this off se- or this postseason where Brock doesn't quite have the velocity and the yes. zip on the ball yep. 
than a first or second round pick. And he's gotten away with it because there's been so much cushion created by the system that these receivers are running. And so I think these windows are going to be tight. If I was Philly, I'd play just a ton of man-to-man, try to stop Christian McCaffrey, and make Brock Purdy be really accurate and throw the ball with a lot of velocity in a 10 to 15 mile an hour wind environment. And we haven't seen him do that. So I, well, I think this is a huge weekend for Brock. Obviously a, a chance to go to the Super Bowl, but this is a great opportunity to go up against a phenomenal defense with a great pass rush and a ton of speed on the back end and make him throw really, really accurate throws where he's hitting his receivers in the face on the run and making it easy on them. And I just think we haven't seen him do that yet, and this is where he has to prove if, if he's worthy of being the guy that everybody's, you know, the pedestal that everybody's putting him on. Yeah, by the way, Brady is 6'4 and a half, 230, and drafted by a baseball team, a catcher. So Brady's never had a velocity issue. Comparing him, and, and it's also much more of a quarterback league now, so everybody's dying to find a quarterback. There were quarterbacks. Montana slipped. Brady slipped. It's I, I don't see the comp with Brady and Purdy. I don't. Now, let's go to the AFC. Uh, high ankle sprains, I would imagine, for a pocket quarterback are annoying. But for a mobile quarterback, I I think there's probably more issues. Go to your career. Go to your – I'm sure you you guys all get them. Um did you? Is it take velocity off the ball? I mean, you could run actually more than people think. You tell me what a high ankle sprain, even if it's a grade one, how does it change the way you play? Well, it, it's it, it's different for me than it is Patrick Mahomes. My game was in the pocket. His pocket, or his game is outside the pocket. That's where he really gashes teams. And you're not, I don't think you're going to see it. I think this game sets up perfectly for Cincinnati. Cincinnati doesn't have an edge rusher that runs 4-3 or 4-4 like Von Miller that can run you down. They're a physical, you know, Trey Hendrickson, big, heavy, strong. I think you're going to see this defensive line collapse the pocket and keep Mahomes in the pocket because he can't really, he doesn't quite have that ability to get outside of it. But I think they're in for a world of trouble, of trouble against this defense. It lets this defense sit on the back end, play coverage, keep the ball in front of them, and you got to assume your defensive line, who, again, is just so physical, is going to beat up this offensive line and get to Mahomes. And he's just not going to have that explosiveness, that quickness. Um, you know, when he was coming out, people didn't think he could run, and I think he's blown away expectations yeah. of his mobility. But we haven't seen him, you know, you think back to the last Super Bowl when he had that turf toe injury, he didn't quite have the same mobility, and they weren't as explosive uh, as they have been in the past against the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl, and you just didn't see that explosiveness. I think it's going to be even worse. I think everything we're hearing out of Kansas City is too good to be true. It sounds like there's a lot of, you know, they're, they're trying to make it seem like it's better than it is, trying to make Cincinnati worry about his his mobility. And I saw him in the video jogging and in, in warm-ups, and he looked really, really good. It just sounds too good to be true to me. I, I think Cincinnati... This is exactly what they wanted. They're going to be able to keep them in the pocket, collapse the pocket, and keep their receivers in front of them on the back end. I want to talk about a couple of great veteran quarterbacks and what you would do. So you've got a great life in one of my – I don't need to disclose it, but one of the great places to live in America. And you could get a football right now, go out in your backyard and spin it. We all know that. I talk to Drew Bledsoe all the time. He's like, I never lost that. I lost my love. I lost my legs. So you're Aaron Rodgers. You can still play. But, you know, you get your wealth. You've got your ring. You've got your life. You know, um, 
I think it'd be hard to give up a hundred million or whatever it is. But what do you think right now? Now Green Bay's got a bunch of young players on the offense. No, no, Brady doesn't want you know. Brady wanted Gronk, Leonard Fournette. Ab, he didn't want those kids. Your gut, your gut feeling on what Aaron decides. If I, if you had to, you know, make a big decision, where do you think he goes on this? I think he plays. I think he's he's wearing a uniform next year and, and playing in the National Football League. I think it's 50-50 if he's back in Green Bay, um, maybe New York playing for the Jets. I, I just think this was a taxing year for him. Yeah, mentally, physically, emotionally, there were so many questions about his receivers, and then he was, you know, everybody tried to paint it in a certain way that he was talking trash on his receivers, and he was always defending himself and defending his teammates. This was an emotionally taxing year. When you get to be 34, 35, 36, 37, you want to you want to be playing on a great team. You want to be surrounded by great players. You don't want to be teaching guys how to run a curl route, teaching guys right. that it's their first or second year how to run a corner versus cover two. I mean, there's so many little things that took away energy out of his game, out of his preparation, out of his his weekly schedule. Just dealing with stuff with young guys. I mean, it's, it's not their fault. They're young. They came from a, a run-and-gun college system, and now they're playing in an Aaron Rodgers system. That is that is emotionally, physically, like I said, all those things. That is taxing. I don't know if Aaron wants to go through that again because yeah. they didn't really prove on uh, you know as the season wore on that they they just were on the cusp. They were just about to get it. They were about to, to make that leap. They still seem like a receiver core that has a lot of work to do. And again, it, you know, Aaron's got a, the decision to make. Does he want to go through that again and go back to you know Coach Rogers and coaching these guys and bringing these guys along, or does he want to try to find a, a, a new suitor that's got a more established veteran group of receivers and offensive players around him? And Russell Wilson, um, some subscribe to the theory that as a mobile quarterback, he's a bit washed. Um, you know, I think Russell's very unique as a personality. I know I'm a little not great. I think sometimes there's a little lack of self-awareness. Um, I think quarter the great quarterbacks tend to be unifiers. It kind of feels like if I said, yeah, quarterback's out tonight with the offensive lineman having beers, he'd be like, yeah, of course he is, right? Like Peyton had that quality. Sometimes Russell, many believe, doesn't. Do you think it's solvable or by this time in his career? He's married. He's got his money. He's got a ring. That quarterbacks are what they are. Can you, can you solve the Rubik's Cube here or is this just his personality? He's a different cat. He's definitely a different cat. Um, he's not. He's. It doesn't sound like he's the easiest and smoothest teammate. It doesn't sound like he's he's the easiest guy to coach. And you're seeing, like you mentioned, you're seeing a decline in his physical attributes. And what made Russell so great, and and the magic that Russell brought to the field was he could get out of anything. He could have two guys bearing down on him. He could step up. He could spin out, and before you know it, he's launching one to Tyler Lockett down the field for sixty yards. You don't see that explosiveness anymore. We saw a couple runs. He had a nice uh, touchdown run, I think, in the second last game of the season. But it didn't look like the Russell Wilson that we're used to seeing in, in the blue and green of the Seattle Seahawks. He looks slower. He looks like he doesn't quite have that explosiveness. Yeah. And I just think we're starting to see a guy that's played a lot of football. He's taken a lot of hits. He's been he's hit the ground a bunch of times. He's, he's taken on tacklers. You're seeing a guy that, his best attribute was his magic, and his magic came to life with his feet, and those feet are definitely slowing down. By the way, Tommy Brady, um, 46 years old is, is pretty old. In, in, in dog years and football years, uh, are, 
What do you make of it? I, would you hang her up and hang out with kids? I mean, he gets a lot of his kids now. I don't know what to, you know, whenever I hear that, it's like, you know, it's not like he didn't hang out with his kids. What do you make of what he's, what he's going to do? Yeah, if anything, he's seeing his kids more because he's got them, you know, now that he's single, he's got them on his hands solely, not he and his wife. So I, I don't think it's a kid's thing. I mean, you know, he 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 looked pretty good. It's hard to say. I mean, as you watch, we, I, 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 the first thing I assimilate any quarterback in age is where's their velocity? Yeah. Like where is the ball jumping off his hand still? I still think it is. I, I don't see a decline, and, and you saw it. I felt it at the end of my career. You saw it with Ross, Roethlisberger and Breeze. You're not seeing that at age 46, and it does not make any sense, and I don't think anybody can figure it out but him. He has figured it out. I think he's going to be playing football again next year, probably not in Tampa. I, I know there's some some um, some hype about Miami and New Orleans. I, who knows where it's going to be, but I think he's wearing Football game, uh, football uniform again next year as well. Are you going skiing today? I'm not skiing. I'm in the office today. I got I got work to do. Oh God, you're retired. What do you mean work? <laughs> you're just out there hanging out. And uh, well, good for you. You're I'm standing. always working. <laughs> hey, you look great. Great seeing you, man. You too. Thanks, Colin. All right, Carson Palmer, good dude. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.